If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel so Hello, Star Wars fans, and you are very welcome to episode 21 of Blabba the Hut. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. We're happy to join you once again. It's been a little while, but not as long as some of the gaps we've had. I'm your host, Kate, joined by our other host in Dublin, Ireland, Gary. So, what's up, Gary? See you again, Kate. It's been a, a little bit of time since the last recording. Yeah, been busy and crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, things have been a, a little hectic work-wise for the two of us, haven't they? So we're sort of now only catching our tail in the, the last month or so. Yeah, definitely. But there's still a lot going on in the Star Wars world, so we're happy to talk about it. <laughs> so should we kick things off with a little bit of week in Star Wars? Have you have you had a week in Star Wars with how busy you've been? I haven't been lucky enough this <laughs> week to have anything in Star Wars. Well, it's more long. like maybe maybe over the last couple months. <laughs> We're going back that far, are we? Well, so our last couple episodes were High Republic. So have you continued along those lines at all? Yes, I have indeed. And we'll obviously be talking a little bit later about sort of some of the the up and coming releases for High Republic and some of the, the other literature things going forward. But in terms of uh, Star Wars last few months, I haven't had a chance to do uh, too much. It's more a case of trying to get ready for events that will hopefully be starting back up now coming closer to Christmas with um, File First and maybe some Emerald Garrison events as well. Um, so it's just been a matter of getting the, the costumes out of storage, making sure they're looking pristine and doing any little repairs or, or anything of that nature that need to be done. Um, apart from that, there hasn't been too much real heavy star wars thing going on for me i realize i just made up another word but i'm but i'm sticking to it but yeah um star wars has been quite light on the agenda so far purely because um work has just been so busy the last kind of month but i'm lucky enough now to have a week off i'm starting my new job on the 4th of october so i've got a little bit of downtime to try and catch up on it congrats on that by the way <laughs> it, it's been what a, a year waiting <laughs> for for it to be signed off on so um, Better late than so ever. yeah no it's yeah exactly so it was nice to have that signed off on but yeah so I'm hoping in the the next week or so to, to sort of catch up on on everything that's been going on um Star Wars wise I know there's been so much going on which we'll be the discussing a, a couple of things today but um mm -hmm. yeah just there hasn't been too much Star Wars and going on in my world but I mean you've been incredibly busy as well have you been able to to do much Actually, <laughs> since I like to listen to audiobooks, I've been doing a lot of driving. So I've been catching up on some of the junior um, novels for High Republic. So I just finished mm -hmm. Shadow of, or no, Out of the Shadows. I'm combining books here. Mm -hmm. But that one was very interesting. You get to learn a lot more about the Santecas. 
I thought that was probably like one of the most interesting aspects for me. And then their feud with the graphs. So I think it could be interesting. Like, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of like Hatfields and McCoys, <laughs> like this feud these two families have going on. So I think they should expand on that more, even like with a series or something. That'd be really cool. You're so lucky to have been able to catch up on the the YA novels. They still haven't been released here for the most part. I have, oh man, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen them at all. Um, now I'm sure they can be you know pre-ordered or whatever. But usually when you're walking along the bookshelves, I haven't seen any. Um, sure, I think only last week I was still only starting to see some really recent copies of Rising Storm. So I think stock levels and deliveries are just still really far behind over here. So um, yeah, I have heard that with, you know, like with just the state of things with supply chains and things like that, it seems like the the book industry is one that things are getting really delayed and pushed back and things like that. Yeah, it's it's been it's been certainly like that over here. I'm not quite sure what the supply chains are like in in the US, but for sort of a, a, a little island like we are, um, there's been a, a shortage of some stuff and delays and pushbacks. But yeah, I haven't seen any of the, the YA novels here particularly, but um, they, they are on my list as well to catch up on. So hopefully I can I can do that as well. Yeah, I think you'll like them. So I think I am caught up like with the junior or the young adult. So I read, I don't know if this is the right order, but um, A Test of Courage, Race to Crash Point Tower, mm -hmm. and then now Out of the Shadows. I think that's perfect. It. But yeah, they're, they're interesting. You probably just know a little bit about Vernestra. Mm -hmm. She's kind of featured, for, I think, in each of those. But yeah, they're they're getting more into like her and then her she's so young and then her she has a young Padawan and she's like a couple of years younger than her. So it's an interesting dynamic. And have have the have the early YA novels continued the world building of the High Republic essentially? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, some of them are taking place like what happened at the fair at Vallo, and then you know, you see how it affected some of these people and interesting stuff because it, it seems like they're really getting into kind of the the mindset and the effect that it's having on the Jedi and things like that. Oh yeah well like again the High Republic has started with a bang for the most part so I'm uh, I, I'm really keen to to get further down the rabbit hole so um, long, long may that trajectory yeah. continue. My next one is the Lorna audiobook so I'm excited for that one. I think that'll be good. So, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. And then, of course, we're going to talk about it more in this episode, but the Star Wars Visions that just came out, I was very pleasantly surprised with that. Mm -hmm. That's about it for me for last couple months in Star Wars. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good audiobook? You. Yeah, true, but you know it's nice to catch up. It's nice to catch up on catch up on the literature because I know you were saying you were looking to to really kind of dive in. So it's nice that you've been able to do that. Mm -hmm. All the drive, all the driving aside, and I mean, even look at you now sitting in a, a hotel room in Phoenix working hard. <laughs> yes, the the podcasting never stops. <laughs> oh yes. All right, so shall we get into the meat of the show? Do you want to do the honors? Sure, it's been a while. Gotta dust off the cobwebs and 
punch it, Chewie. All right, so last weekend we had the Emmys broadcasting, which I actually watched it. It was pretty entertaining, I thought, uh, Star Wars aside. But, of course, we have exciting Star Wars news to share with you all if you haven't heard yet. Yeah, well, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the second season was a resounding success and Mando season two ended up winning seven Emmys out of, was it something like 24 nominations, Kate? Um, yeah, probably. And one of them was for like the best drama, I think it was or something. We can have a look at the, the categories now, but um, is it wrong that I thought it should have won more? <laughs> Um, it, like really, it always could win win more. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll take seven enemies. You know, not a not a problem. But with respect to the to the categories that it that it won in, I don't think there was really any surprises within these categories of how strong a contender it was going mm-hmm. to be within these sort of realms. So, shall we take a, a look and get our thoughts on each category? Yeah, do it. So, first of all, outstanding special visual effects in a season or movie. We know there's been a lot of talk and admiration for the technology that has been used in filming the Mando. Mm-hmm. So, the volume. Yeah. So, should should we really be surprised with that category at all, Kate? Uh, I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. I don't think you should be too surprised. <laughs> mm. Next one, then. I'm... This one was definitely not a surprise to me. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series lasting one hour. And that was for chapter 13, The Jedi. Mm-hmm. Again, no surprise. Yeah. For me on, on that one at all. Um, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Um cinematography and star wars in any sort of realm goes hand in hand so this one a friend of mine said this one would have been almost nailed on if there was one you were (laughs) you were hedging your bets on yeah and outstanding music composition for a series we we don't even need to to mention how good a job ludwig has done with Mm -hmm. with the mando soundtrack do we it's been it's been incredible. It really has. He has done yeah. such an amazing job. And also a little bit of news uh, about him in later mm-hmm. on in the episode, which I'm I'm delighted to hear. Uh, but I think I was... know what you're going to say. And yes, mm-hmm. exciting. <laughs> but yeah, it was chapter for chapter 16, The Rescue. Mm-hmm. So ending ending with a bang, effectively. Yep. Next one then, which was a tough category, outstanding prosthetic makeup mm-hmm. again for the Jedi. Yeah. What well, do you know any of the other shows that were in that category? Yeah, I do actually. I've been trying to pull them up, but the the link on um the URL that I had has not been refreshing. Oh, Let me see if I can try pull it up. Yeah, I'll try. It's been loading for ages. I was just curious because it, it seems like a pretty kind of unique category. Yeah, so here, here, yeah, here are the nominees. Sorry, so it was uh, Lovecraft Country, FX Pose, Star Trek Discovery, and This Is Us. Oh wow! Now, if I'm being honest, I thought Discovery was going to be nailed on to win that hmm. because I think the 
the work on Saru alone is just true phenomenal so the fact that they were able to win that and that's honestly the only other show i've seen of those so have you not even seen lovecraft lovecraft country no i don't have hbo okay yeah lovecraft country was decent as well and then um the the final two we probably shouldn't really be surprised that these ones either Kate. outstanding stunt coordination and outstanding stunt performance oh yeah we know the the fight scenes and choreography re- receive so much acclaim, mm-hmm. so there there's there's no real surprise with with any of those. But in particular, with the the stunt performance and coordination has just been brilliant. It it, mm-hmm. it really really has. So, but yes, yeah, seven out of twenty four nominations. Should we be happy with that, or do you think did you think it was going to pick up a little bit more? I mean, I'm like we said, I'm happy with that, but I don't know. Maybe it's just the categories they were up against. Maybe next year they'll get more. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Did we make predictions for season two? We did for season one, didn't we? I don't, I don't know whether we did. For I don't think we did. Season two for the Emmys. No, I don't think so. I think we were. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we did either. We'll have to do it for I, sure I, next year because there'll be, I think, multiple Star Wars series, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. And I mean, we we know what's coming on the the horizon with, with what we'll get into later. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, all in all, um, seven Emmy wins out of twenty four nominations. There mm-hmm. were another couple of categories which we potentially could have picked up some more, but mm-hmm. the the competition was fierce, and yeah. there is there are so many good sort of TV series out at the moment, mm-hmm. and. I suppose it's showing again, Kate, with the work being done on the Mando and the excellent work being done by Filoni and all the crew at uh, Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. The, TV, the TV series are a goldmine. Yeah. And sure. we, we've said this many a time that we felt that the, the TV series, I think, is at least in the immediate future going to be the focus. I don't think the the movies will be the focus for uh, maybe a couple of years. I think the sole focus will be on producing these incredibly complex, intricate, interlinked mm. series. Yeah. And I think it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's a different type of storytelling and they seem to have a lot of freedom to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So l- long may that continue. It's good timing with all this COVID stuff too. Very, very much so. And I think they have to be credited as well because with all that was going on, they're still managing to put on these productions of such enormous scale. I mean, mm-hmm. the man pe- the man and woman power behind them alone. Yeah. It's crazy. Is, is incredible, you know, and it's it's just you know, the amount of people behind the scenes, let alone in front of the camera, are actually working the camera is is incredible and the fact that mm-hmm. they're still producing it on time and producing such high quality product mm-hmm. long may that continue with a little bit of a mention of that then we know that sort of the the next series up is the Oba. book of Boba Fett, which i know a lot of people are excited for 
And was it only, was it maybe during the middle of this week we did get some exciting news? Mm -hmm. The return of someone who has really, who has really left an impression on Star Wars It was funny because I literally, I had just been thinking about that before they announced it. Because I was, you know, he did such a good job. I guess we should probably tell people who we're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it has been announced that uh, Ludwig Göransson who won two Emmys should we say K for his work mm-hmm. on Mando is also returning for uh, the book of Boba Fett yes which only makes sense it certainly does make sense I wasn't sure whether they would go with somebody different or not but mm-hmm. the fact that he did such an amazing job with Mando and as we say again he he only won two Emmys on this series, so why not let him just? Since Boba is Mando related, I I think there's going to be like some musical connections there as well. Very much so, and he he has earned the right to to do it with the work he has Definitely. done on Mando, and I suppose it's a case of for the folks there, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. For sure. I'm sure he's more than happy to oblige. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, we were incredibly lucky to have him come on and do the Mando. I mean, the likes of the things he had worked on before, he had done um, Venom, he had done Tenet, he had done Creed, and he had, of course, done Black Panther. Did he do Inception? No, no, he didn't do it. No, that was Hans. Hans did Reception, but um, he, he did Black Panther. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's quite the resume. Yeah, that's an incredible resume. So um, from my personal point of view, I am delighted that he is continuing on with that. And I've no doubt that he will do a a stellar job with that um, as well. And I think he's also doing Black Panther 2. Nice. I think he he is signed up for that as well. So that's awesome. um, Shall we... Get into the topic of visions, or since we were talking about some upcoming releases, shall we just mention quickly some of the the upcoming releases from our good friends? Yeah, let's get the news. Let's get the news out of the way, and then we can dig into visions. Absol- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we'll do it this way. So the wonderful folks at um, Penguin Random House UK have sent us a little list of some of the upcoming releases which we are very excited for Mm -hmm. the first one ties in very very nicely with what we are going to be discussing in star wars visions Mm -hmm. so star wars visions ronan Mm -hmm. is coming out the 12th of october 2021 and this is by weeks yes indeed and this is by by emma candon so for anyone who has watched star wars visions The first episode is called The Jewel. Mm -hmm. And I think this is essentially that in in book form. It's that actual story or is it like... Yes, it is the story of the Ronin, yeah. Okay, interesting. It most certainly is. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. So that is... That makes me wonder, like, are they planning something more with this character? Because if, if they give it the attention of a novel, is there something even more planned? 
I would err on the side of caution with that one, but it, it is a topic of conversation we will get into regards mm-hmm. visions about the the debate. But I think this was the one that when people saw what it was, this was the one that sort of got everyone's juices flowing in the sense that this was the one that received, I suppose, the the most exposure or the most excitement. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll we'll come to that. Gotcha. Come coming up then, Kate. Mm-hmm. It is on the 16th of November 2021, book three, Lesser Evil of the Tron Ascendancy trilogy. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you're happy about that one, huh? You had better believe I am, <laughs> yes. Do you have all, all the pre orders? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. But all we, all we know with this one, Kate, is it's literally a one liner. And it's the fate of the Chiss Ascendancy hangs in the balance. Ooh. <laughs> so this, uh, this is going to be the end of this trilogy of which I have oh, no wow. doubt. I'm, uh, we're not ready for it. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, to follow on with the final sort of two pieces then, I know you'll be excited for this one, Kate. This is going to be released the 4th of January, 2022. It is written by one of our favorite authors. Her initials are CG. <laughs> and this Gloria. is... Bo- oh, yes. So this is book three of the High Republic. And this is oh, yeah. Star Wars, The Fallen Star, written by Claudia Gray. So this ah. is... A f- so this is effectively the sequel mm-hmm. to The Rising Storm. Gotcha. And this is one that we cannot wait to get our hand on. Oh, yeah. I am so excited oh, for I this hope we one get after. some review copies of that one. I, th- I have no doubt our friends at Penguin UK <laughs> will look after us in that respect. There I've heard no some speculation that. already, but some people think that it's referring to, um, oh, what's it called? The, star, the Starlight Beacon. Mm-hmm. Like, falling, like... Ooh, that could be interesting. Yes, that has been. Or maybe a, a it, or it could be a person. Could could it be both? Could could be a person on the Starlight Beacon. <laughs> it, it it very much could be. Very very much could be. Yeah. And then for the the final piece of news is the reissues of the Essential Legends collection, which are oh. due to be released on the thirtieth of September, twenty twenty one. So within this then is. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron hmm. and that was by um, Michael Stackpile. Now, if you have not read that Legends novel do yourself a favour and read it. It is sensational. There was some confusion about this because when the uh, sort of Rogue Squadron movie was announced being directed by Patty Jenkins mm-hmm. I think a lot of people assumed this was it but it is not, this was the novel. So I believe Paddy's is going to be essentially an um, an original mm-hmm. story effectively, but I, I've no doubt it's going to be inspired by a lot of the the novels that have come before with respect to, to that. Then we have uh, Star Wars, The Rule of Two, which is the second novel in the Dark Bane trilogy. So if you haven't read that, I would advise you to do it again if you haven't read the the dark bane trilogy do yourself a favor and do it it is a, a fantastic set of books uh from legend then two of them 
are very, very close to our hearts because it is The Last Command and Dark Force Rising, which is, of course, part of the original Tron trilogy. So it's book number one and book number two of the original Tron trilogy being reissued. Yeah. (laughs) And if anybody hasn't seen the covers, they are beautiful. The artwork is fantastic. I think we might have shared it at some point. We must try and dig that up and share it again for for people. We will put it on the page. But yes, lots of exciting um, releases coming Mm -hmm. down the line. So there are plenty of things to look forward to, not just at the end of this year, but also coming in in 2022. But the first one of that will be uh, The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray, which is scheduled for release the 4th of January uh, 2022. I mean, that seems like kind of far, but it's really not just around the corner. It'll creep up on us quickly, I think. I mean... Just three months basically left of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so shall we get on to the, the main topic of uh, conversation, which has been uh, a debate going back and forth across social media within the, the Star Wars fandom? Yeah, let's do it. Take it away, Kate. <laughs> All right. So Star Wars Visions. Basically, if you're not familiar with what this is, it's this is a collection of nine short films, if you will, like, and all of them are Japanese anime. So they use seven different animation, Japanese and animation studios. So each one's got a really different feel. They each have their own independent stories. They're all, how would you, how would you describe it? It's like in a Japanese Star Wars universe. It's. It's essentially, imagine the the best batch of anime creators and they have been given creative freedom to essentially do whatever they like because I'm assuming it's it's non-canon. I think that's pretty much nailed on that it's (laughs) non-canon. Yeah, it it is very much its own self-contained entity and what I love is literally that it's had the creative freedom to do whatever they like and as as Kay has mentioned it is different animation studios doing different things so no episode is the same in terms of its yeah. tonality its music its animation style its settings its environments mm-hmm. they are all very very, very, very different. different and you might and one of the biggest surprises is you might be surprised about the acting, the voices. voice talent. Yeah, I have a few behind some of the episodes. I have a few of them written down. Um, yeah, we can we can go through them. So what we said we would do for this episode maybe is we will cover the Force Four. Okay. And then in our next episode we will go through the remaining episodes just as a, a little bit of a of a taster. Um, mm-hmm. So first and foremost, Kate, what were your initial thoughts when you seen the announcement for Visions and we got some of the the early sort of showings versus having actually watched the episodes? <laughs> Honestly, is there, a, is there a big change? Like I didn't pay too much attention to it when it like the announcement or like the trailers and stuff like that. I've never been into anime, so it didn't. Likewise, not too yeah. much. Yeah. So it didn't really like 
capture my interest or anything. But yeah, I was definitely pleasantly surprised. And I mean, just from a creative aspect, it's like candy for your eyes. <laughs> so many different artistic styles. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it very much is. I'd sort of echo that sentiment. And like you, I'm not an enormous anime fan. Sort of my primary sort of love for anime would be Voltron. That would have been my sort of... Mm -hmm. the, I've heard of that. I have sort not of one that. area of animated and um, some Attack on Titan as well. Um, but in terms of being a, a true anime follower, um, I, I'm not. So for me, this was more a case of going in without any expectations, without any any particular hopes or wants in terms of what what would I like to see, how would I like it to feel, anything like that. But it's been um interesting is the is the best word that i would use uh, uh, to to echo what you mm -hmm. said um the episodes are incredibly different um no episode is no episode yeah. is a continuation or sequel of any other episode they are their own self-contained um entity the the one thing i will say is and it's the one thing that i have loved is that i have loved each of them is very very different I think that has been the, the most pleasing aspect in that each studio has created something that is different from all other episodes. Um, some of the episodes, the animation style is a little bit, eh, but, and, but the storytelling and then. Yeah, that's uh, one of the notes I have on one of them. <laughs> but yeah, what I, what I truly loved was the individuality and the and the fact that each of them were so different. I know there's always been this constant debate in the Star Wars realm about the universe being too small and not big enough that it's maybe the same stories, the same characters over and over again. But um, we can safely say this was certainly not that. This was an opportunity to provide a new perspective and new form of storytelling, both visually and sensually and... You know, while I, I, I didn't enjoy every episode and there were some episodes where I went, wow, this was this was fantastic. It seems to have been a bit of a mixed reaction overall online. Is that kind of fair to say from what you've seen as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. So shall we get into a, a breakdown of the episodes? Let's go. So first and foremost, we had the jewel. So this was the one I was sort of most excited for because anybody who's ever seen, you know, Kurosawa movies, any samurai movies, anything like that, um, that was that was sort of what piqued my interest, and I was the animation in this one was like crazy. It really and truly was, and this was the one I was most excited for, and. As we mentioned, uh, the Ronin, the the novel coming from uh, Penguin Random House. This is the episode which that is um, essentially based on. It is that character of uh, the Ronin. Um, the animation style was just insane. It was some. It was. I don't even know how to describe it. It was. It was raw and it was intense, which sort of matched the storyline because. This was a particularly darker storyline. This wasn't Star Wars in the traditional sense in, by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yeah, yeah, it got a little brutal. Mm -hmm. So, what did you think of what What did you think of the animation? What was it that gripped you? Was it the animation of Ronan? Was it Was it Um, his? I don't know, like the the style and the the coloring of it, and just how it was kind of almost like it wasn't like sharp lines. It was more like almost like sketch sketchy looser lines. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it it does. Um. So were you happy with your little droid friend and his animation and his hat? Hat droid. Mm-hmm. We definitely need more hat droid. Oh, hat droid will po- probably be in the novel, huh? Pot- potentially could be. Um, <laughs> what 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 was it like seeing species that we were familiar with be animated in that way? Like the Obnot? Yeah, that was at first it was like a little jarring, <laughs> but like, but it works. So it was it, the tea guy was pretty funny and I, I thought it was amusing because before I had even started watching these like I literally made a cup of tea so it was just like meant to be yeah I was drinking my tea while I was watching it so it seemed to, to go well I really liked the length of this one and so it seemed like that you know like 12 13 minute mark and then it was a little shorter if you take out the credits so to me, that was like what the length I preferred mm-hmm. and the longer ones tended to get a little too long for me. And I was kind of like, it's a point, <laughs> come on. But this one, it just kept my interest the whole episode. And uh, I think I tweeted that I was entranced by it. Just I couldn't take my eyes away from this episode. Yeah. So you you favored the shorter format in terms of what was it, like 15, 17 minutes, something like that, whereas the the longer ones I think that they get over 20 minutes roughly mm-hmm. what I mean generally speaking. yeah what did you think of the stormtrooper animations yeah there was there was a couple of different mm-hmm. styles and I thought like they were all pretty cool they were and what did you feel about the story of the wrong we, we won't spoil it here we'll maybe keep it for the for the next episode where we'll do sort of an overall discussion but um the character of the mm-hmm. Ronan that was not headed where I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. And it was nice to see, you know, my love of uh, ancient Jedi sort of lore. And there was a particular component. That came up a couple of times. Yeah, and there were, there, were, there were a couple of moments where you're going, oh, damn, this is, is this what I think it is? And, and it was, you can, you can sort of work it out relatively quickly, but, um, seems like there's a lot more Sith influence in these. Yeah, very, very much so. And the one thing that struck me was, um, we remember the reaction to the Inquisitor's go, go gadget lightsaber. Um, (laughs) we had another incident of this. Mm Mm-hmm. The lightsaber umbrella. Yeah, are we even gonna call it lightsaber umbrella? I don't. I don't even know how to describe it at this stage. It's just like if you, if you. It was like spindle, and it had the lightsabers, but it could she could apparently fly with it. Yeah. So if if you're if you're going to give visions a chance, like if you are not an anime fan, do not do not let that put you off. Um, watching visions, the the <laughs> Ronin starts things off with a bang, and. Again, it will be a feast for the eyes and a feast for the senses. So out of the first four episodes, we'll say, where did you rank the jewel, Kate? Oh, man, I haven't even ranked these. 
I think that's got to be the best one of the first four. Yeah, I would definitely agree. But I'm gonna, I, I'll throw a spanner in the mix. I thought that was going to be my favorite <laughs> style of animation out of the first four. It wasn't. So we'll mm. we'll come to that in a little bit. The second one. Actually, I would agree with that. So okay, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Beautiful. I, I, I. But overall, like I like, I think that one, just story and everything coming together, but. Yeah, well, I'll expand on that further in a yeah. bit. Then the second episode was Tatooine Rhapsody, which this episode this episode <laughs> was just fun. So it was weird. just fun. There was nothing else around it. It was just a very, very sort of positive, uplifting story. But what I liked about this was there were familiar characters and a lot of sort of, this is right up Blabba's alley. Very, it's very a, much it's so. Tatooine. And... Very much so. Yep. So Tatooine Rhapsody takes place during uh, the Clone Wars and uh, Padawan is essentially attempting to escape the war and he meets someone who, uh, let's put it this way, is involved with some shady shenanigans and may be related to a particularly poignant character in the Star Wars realm. But we should also mention at this point that Jay meets this character named uh, Guy, who is in a band. So Jay the Jedi is effectively going to become the lead singer of a band. And no, we're not joking this is this is it's all very weird. 100% true and the band have an unfortunate run in with a certain <laughs> bounty hunter bounty, <laughs> bounty hunter. hunter my my tweet on this one was like the this episode started and i was like what is happening yeah yeah <laughs> this is one it's very especially right out if you watch it right after the duel which is so different like and this one is just like so loud and literally and and every other way <laughs> yeah this i also have a yeah. note in here i like big huts and i cannot lie <laughs> yeah i'm yeah I, i'm i'm 100 gonna agree with you on that um the one the one note that i had was i thought i would hate the song and now i can't get the damn thing out of my head I was wondering if they're going to like release that as a single or something. It wouldn't surprise me if they did, but um, the animation style on this one was so different to the first one. It mm-hmm. it's, it sort of very much felt more like uh, a sort of a, an episode for a, a younger audience. It was yeah, that's it what was, I was much like more Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, very much so. It wasn't um, dark in tonality at all. It was more more bright, more uplifting. And it did have a, it did have a nice story behind it. Mm-hmm. And a pretty good ending. And a pretty good ending indeed. Um, I, th- I thought the animation for Tatooine was really nice. I thought it was done very, very well. That was pretty cool. Like with, with the arena and mm-hmm. everything, that was pretty neat. Yeah, very much so. Um, Tatooine Rhapsody, a, a very good episode i thought and that was one that i liked as well with the jewel now we're gonna now we're gonna get on to episode three which i think was a point of contention for both of us um 
I'll sum this one up in one word, Kate, then maybe you can elaborate and we can talk about it. So episode three was called The Twins. And Mm -hmm. my one word reaction was meh. (laughs) Nice. Um, So um, is that all? No, I was just going to say generally I hadn't got a clue about this one. So for me, like we were talking about the animation some of the animation on it was just very striking like the angles when it would get you know like the star destroyer like angles and there was just some really bold like angles and lines and colors but then when it came to the actual humans like it was very strange like i don't know maybe i just don't know a lot about anime but like the way like the hair was kind of like clear over the eyes ish I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I do. I do know what you're talking about. It just seemed weird. And I don't know, like the humans didn't seem to match the the rest of it. Yeah. Well, let's let's not forget um, the the two humans are essentially created using Sith alchemy. So this story from the get go, you're going, sorry, what? That this was a little bit from the get go. They are created using Sith alchemy, and they are trained in the 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 dark arts. Essentially, trained in the dark side of the force. Right. But I mean, I thought that aspect was okay. Yeah, like, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And cue then a very familiar part of Star Wars. They essentially become leaders of their their faction, their remnant, whatever you prefer to call it. And they plan to destroy the New Republic using their, and it's a very common term we're used to, super weapon. So again, that brings back that whole debate of is the universe too small and should it be bigger that it's the, the same thing? But I suppose in that sense, it that is Star Wars. Super weapons are a, a common mm-hmm. theme of Star Wars, so I didn't have too much of a and twins uh, and and twins is another one exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so but that but that is did cause some sort of um issues, <laughs> and that was fine. What did you make of the characters? What did you make of um Car and Am? I liked. I like that the message, you know, that you don't have to, you can choose your own destiny, basically, is mm-hmm. what, what I got from that. So I thought that was pretty good. Oh, this was, this would be a good one to mention the voices. So we had um, Neil Patrick Harris and we also had um, Alison Bree, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That was. Which, like, uh, I would not have guessed that watching it. That was, that was top class. Um, voice talent mm-hmm. what did you make of then just so you moving back to the story what did you make of in the twins the um attempting to use the x-wing with the hyperspace power you know using hyperspace i i i once we sort of reached the the point of the oh god what would you call it like that was the girl, yeah, right? What would you call it, like an exoskeleton or something like that? Like go go gadget skeleton. I I yeah. I just went, what? <laughs> yeah, that that was a little complicated, probably more so than it needed to be, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that one for me, um I've seen a lot of tweets for it and I've seen a lot against it. So as far as I've seen, and at least for me, that is the most 
controversial um, episode in the sense that it seems to be the one that has divided the most opinion out of the the first four. Hmm. Which we can talk about a, a, a little bit more. Um, my favorite mm-hmm. animation style of all of them was episode four. I thought yep. the Village Bride was amazing. First of all, the animation style was beautiful. It was it was mm-hmm. sensational. Add to that. Are you like reading my notes? No, not at all. Um, I kind of <laughs> had I kind of had a feeling we might be on the same page with this one. The animation was be- mm-hmm. was beautiful. the The scoring was incredible. It was yes. so beautiful. But then tr- throw in the voice talents behind this one. That that was just on another planet. So we had um, Karen Fukuhara. Christopher Sean was also there, who we may know as a certain um, Star Wars Resistance character. And also Mortal Kombat fans will have recognized a very, very familiar voice. That's one that I nearly forgot. Uh, Kerry Tagawa was there. He has done incredible work with, um, he has done uh, some of the voicing for, um, he did one of the Batman video games. Um, he's known for being a Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat franchise. So that was a, a very, very familiar voice that I kept hearing it and I was going, that sounds familiar, but you, you know when you can't quite put your um put yeah. your finger on it yet, but it, it turns out it is um it is uh Shang Sun from Mortal Kombat. Crazy. But yeah, you had similar thoughts on the, the yeah, ride. I mean like like the the animation style on this one was just like dreamlike. It was so pretty and just and the, like you said, the music and yeah, everything about it was just very, very nice. And there was a lot of um, reaction online to a certain pair of shoes. Yeah, what what did they say? They just seemed to love that moment. Do you know the Do you know the one that I'm referring to? No. <laughs> I didn't watch it super close. Oh come on, you've got to watch it super close. See, but yeah, if you uh, if you put it in Twitter, there is a specific moment where, let's just say, a fashion accessory becomes very practical for one of the characters. Okay, I'll watch this one. Yeah, again. you're definitely you're <laughs> definitely gonna have to. And also, um, just to just to randomly throw it in there, you're gonna see a rocket helmet. There's there's one there's there's one I never ever uh, thought I'd see, um, but yeah, I just thought the village bride was done so well, and this one was done by um, Kanima, I think is a K A N E M A. I think that was the studio that did that. I have a, a PDF of them written somewhere that I need to to dig out, but um, yeah, I, for me, the the village bride was my favorite animation of episodes one to four but overall for me i think the jewel was was number one yes i think potentially the jewel is going to be number one overall of all the episodes but we can talk more about that in the 
That's why they wanted to start off with that yeah, one, probably. Predominantly, again, that was the one that gave sort of the the most reaction. Well, that's that's smart. Like if because if people start watching it and don't watch all of them, then at least they see that one. Yeah, and you know, overall, I think there was some trepidation with um, visions being anime because of the reactions to Star Wars Resistance. Hmm. Is that considered? Well, that's not like a Japanese. No, but you know, with it being, uh, but with it being anime, anime style, um, right? And then I actually only watched a couple episodes. Yeah, it, that was that sort of seemed to blow hot and cold with everyone. Um, but the one mm-hmm. thing I definitely would say is, and I, I'm sure you'd echo the sentiments with this, is that even if you are not an anime fan or you, you've never really watched much anime, give Star Wars Visions a try each episode will like why not but each episode is so different and you will see something different every time and i mean that in the literal sense yeah i mean i say why not like i mean if you have disney plus and it's new star wars content so why not very very much so and hopefully you know the, the reaction to it has been sort of mostly positive there is some mixed sort of feelings towards it but it is something that is totally Mm -hmm. new to us it is a new perspective on storytelling and a new way of doing it it seems like it seems like to me the people who are more into anime are the ones who are more of a like wild card on this but then the ones who haven't really been exposed to anime are just kind of like blown away by it yeah that's uh, uh, that's perfect perfect way of looking at it um i have no doubt that our overall topic of conversation regards visions and the next couple of episodes will revolve around mm-hmm. some of kate's favorite things which there are many <laughs> i was very sad we didn't even get to talk about toby we will do that's th- that will be our next for that will be our <laughs> next um port of call I can't believe you didn't tell me to watch that one first. Always always watch it in order. Start the jewel. That was the that was the one that was going to start with a bang. But um, is it fair to say you've been happy with the amount of droidiness in this series? There's been so many droids. Mm -hmm. I love it. There's been a couple sad moments too with the droids, which I'm not too happy about. (laughs) But (laughs) but um. It is what it is. It is what it is, exactly. But um, overall thoughts on Visions, are we middle of the road, sort of more positive than the negative? I'd say more positive. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of sitting at a, a 5.5, 6 out of 10. We'll have to do... I'd go a little higher, maybe like a 7. Okay. I, I'm I'm just saying for the for the four episodes so far based on the the four episodes so far, but um, I think maybe when we do a, a chat overall about the the all the episodes, we'll have to do a an individual breakdown of what our scoring was for um for each episode. There you go. But um, if there's any any anyone listening at home, if you've been enjoying Visions or you're a, a big anime fan that you would be in the know much more than us, um, share your thoughts with us. Let us know what you think what did you think of the animation style the storytelling the settings the environments we we would we would love to hear it from uh, people who are really invested in in anime um but yeah more more positive than negative and 
how do you feel about this sort of storytelling, this sort of non-canon slash freedom to explore? Um, is it something you'd like to see more of, or are you wanting to see sort of the next phase of? Like, I mean, I tend to have a pretty short attention span. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can condense a story into like 10 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of these did a really good job with that, just, you know, like, the whole story is just right there and i i like that aspect of it perfect how about you um do, 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 do. yeah i i'm i i i'm up for seeing it. um i i i would like to see where the next sort of phase of canon storytelling is going i know we obviously have a an enormous amount to look forward to with the book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all, all of those that are coming down the line. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose projects like this are nice in that they're different and they provide a different perspective and a bit of respite in that they are just something you can go and look at and whether you enjoy it or not, you know, it, it has no significant impact on the, 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 current and i'm using bunny ears here you know the the current canon of of storytelling <laughs> that they are just projects which are different and they are there to tell a, a story in a different way but i'm i'm more curious to see what's going to happen with the movie side of things i know that the the disney plus era is probably going to be around for a while longer and that is going to be their primary focus for the next few years but I think you're still looking towards the the movies as being sort of what people will be really looking towards, whether it's for the the directing talent mm-hmm. or the acting talent that are coming in. I know there are still so many people who are wanting to know more more about Taika's movie. As far as and I'll put my hand up to that. As far as I'm concerned, Taika could do an Ewok movie, and it will still be amazing. Cut the channel, Red Two. So um, I suppose we're sort of at a a point where when things re- return to normal, I, I suppose that depends on what your definition of normal is, that we will get a little more news in terms of what's in development or how quickly things are developing. And I can imagine maybe Star Wars Celebration next year is going to be huge. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just a waiting game right now, isn't it, to find out where things stand and what's progressing and how it's progressing. But um, yeah, it's 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 just nice to have more more Star Wars and Visions is, you know, something new and something different. And maybe it will be the introduction point for individuals who are not very familiar with the the star wars fandom but maybe 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 anime fans so that might be be their entry point just it's got me more interested in anime like i want to go and research that some more now and yeah and there is that flip side of it there is that flip side of it as well um you know so it works both ways and that's that can only be a good thing for the for Mm -hmm. the fandom yeah um so on, on until our next discussion on that front for the for the the remaining episodes as such gary it's been a pleasure yeah 
been a pleasure talking to you too, Kate. And until the, the next time, hopefully it won't be too far away. Yes. So until next time, may the force be with you.